Hello, everybody. Good to see y'all tonight. I hope you guys can hear me. If you can't, let me know in the chat. Or Veep, you can help me out with that. Um, uh-oh. You guys give me a second. <laughs> Something's wrong with my tripod. Okay, there we go. Okay, welcome to... What's up, Nisi? Glad to see you guys tonight. Welcome to the Stargazer Sports Podcast that I do every Monday. Um... God willing, at 7 o'clock. Sorry that we are a little bit behind schedule, but that's okay because I'm here now. Um, got some exciting things to talk about today. As you guys know, or you should know, we had our first preseason game on Saturday versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, we did lose the game, but of course... I told y'all last week, don't worry about preseason isn't about who wins and who loses, right? It's about evaluating your backups um, to see who is going to make the roster, who's going to make your practice squad, who you're going to cut. So, and I think from today's episode, we're going to get in uh, deeply to evaluation of almost every player on the roster if I don't mention them that's just because of I didn't see them do much or I didn't have really much to evaluate on I will say that um we are still as content creators sports analysts and everybody uh, waiting on the all 22 to be put up by the NFL so we can <laughs> watch the the uh, was it the game in more detail but your girl star was like even though the all 22 is not out i'm not worried about it we're just gonna go ahead and i just reviewed the game you know as we saw it on saturday but i you know of course had to go through it in detail i'm watching each position so the notes that i and the recap that i give today is going to be you know that's me watching the game i watched it on saturday then i re-watched it again today uh, just to make sure I had a clear view of my evaluation on players. Um, so, uh, before we start, I would encourage everybody to like this video, please. Uh, share this video, please. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stargazer Sports. I am live on there right now. Um, please subscribe to the Blast Music 247 YouTube page. Um, they are the people who have offered me, you know, this platform um, to do a podcast on another platform other than my own. Um, so please, uh, guys, show them love uh, by subscribing to their channel. Um, they have so many different types of podcasts uh, from uh, mental health to comedy to spoken word. I mean, it's, it's just a great platform, you guys. So I really encourage you guys to subscribe there. Um, and then also, if you guys could help me um, donate to my channel, because you know every donation helps me grow my platform. If y'all, those who are watching on YouTube, you know that uh, my, uh, what's it called, my display uh, is still like I'm on a phone because I am on my phone uh still waiting to get my laptop replacement but hopefully that'll be taken care of this week 
Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Please follow me on all my social medias on Instagram. I am stargazer underscore sports on Facebook. I am stargazer sports media. Um, and on Twitter, I am the stargazer. It's all one word, uh, but instead of uh, an E and gazer, it's a three. And then it's two R's at the end instead of one. All right, so I think that's I done plugged all my stuff. I plug blast, plug my, <laughs> plug my uh, platforms, and uh, I think we should be ready to go. Uh, Veep, if you could let me know in the chat, do we have uh, background music playing? I can't hear, but if you just let me know in the chat, that's fine. Because I think I had that same issue last week. But when I rewatched the show, the music was playing the whole time. So, but uh, without further ado, because we got a lot of stuff to evaluate. So let's go ahead and get into this content tonight. All right, so Dallas Cowboys preseason game one recap. And I entitled this show, Stock Up, Stock Down. (laughs) Uh, Because today we are going to be talking about whose stock is up, whose stock is down, and whose stock is even, meaning... You didn't really wow me, but you didn't do worse than I expected. So that's what it means. If I say stock up, that means that you exceeded my expectations. If I say stock down, that means you did not meet my expectations. If I say stock even, that means you just simply met my expectations. You did about how I thought you were going to do. All right. So, and again, guys, this is very detailed. So I'm going by each position group. Okay. So, of course, we're going to start off with the quarterbacks okay so of course we only have two backup quarterbacks which is Cooper Rush Will Greer so I told you guys what's up Delimity glad to see you I told you guys last week that um we really wanted to look at this QB battle right because at this point the way I see it is it's Cooper Rush's job to lose okay so um evaluating the quarterbacks. Now, I will say this first. Both of the quarterbacks did not look great. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with y'all. They did not look great. And a big part of that is because of the offensive line play, which I'm going to get more into that as we go along in the show, of course, because I did say I'm going by position group. But just talking about Cooper Rush... Um, I said Cooper Rush's stock was even, meaning that he did about what I expected him to do. Um, I think with his stats, because uh, he pretty much he played the entire for- first quarter and I think a bit of the second quarter. And then the rest of the game, Will Greer played. Uh, Cooper Rush, to me, he looked like Cooper Rush. <laughs> um, and that means, you know, he's fairly accurate. Uh, Cooper Rush has never been extremely inaccurate. Uh, so he's he's pretty accurate he was able to get that ball out of his hands pretty fast which if you watched Cooper Rush play last year uh, or last season when Dak went down Cooper Rush was like leading the league or not maybe not leading the league but he was in the top of quarterbacks who and I wish I had got that specific stat but I don't I don't have it for you guys so I apologize for that but he was uh, one of the quarterbacks who led the league in um, 
basically getting the ball out of his hands. So that is a part of Cooper Rush's MO, right? Um, also, we have to know that now because we're in the text close offense, which is a combination, if you've been following me, you should know there's a combination between what? The West Coast offense and the Air Coriel offense. The Air Coriel offense is Kellen Moore's system. He's gone now. The West Coast offense is Mike McCarthy's system. So that's the combination of offense that we're running. Um, I talked to you guys a lot about how you see the quarterbacks doing the three-step drops and things like that. When you do three-step drop, the ball comes out of your hands a lot quicker. So my evaluation on Cooper Rush is, you know, he did about what I expected him to do, and he did about what he could do. Cooper Rush, my knock on Cooper Rush, and the reason why I'm slowly or slightly pulling for Will Greer, or was pulling for Will Greer to beat him, is because Will Greer is mobile. Um, in the game, if you go back and rewatch, you see that we were able to do uh, things with Greer that we would do with Dak as far as QB runs. We can't really call any QB runs at all with Cooper Rush because he is a statue. Um, he is like a time break, which that's fine, but when you have a... The thing about your backup quarterback is you want them to mirror your starting quarterback as much as possible. Uh, the difference is, obviously, is in the arm talent. Um, and unfortunately, Cooper Rush, he's got the offensive system down, the leadership, he knows the playbook and everything, but his one knock is that he's not mobile, and Will, Will Greer is. And that's why we were able to use him um, how we would use Dak on some QB runs. And one of the QB runs ended up giving, getting us a huge gain. And I think on that drive, we were able to score. Um, now, my evaluation of Will Greer. Will Greer did not have a good game. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I know that we were able to, you know, eventually get into some rhythm and score. But there were easy throws that he was missing. Um, like he missed uh, Sean McEwen for a first down. It was an easy rollout. Um, he had some mental errors uh, doing things like there was a, uh, when he got sacked, uh, some people were thinking that was on Austin Richards, but it was actually on Will Greer because he backed up way too much. Um, he sort of stepped up and he didn't. He stepped, I don't know if y'all are familiar with offensive line play, but essentially when the mm -hmm. offensive line does their technique where they, Essentially, they're pushing the the, the uh, defensive end. Like, they'll push him around the quarterback. So, the quarterback is supposed to step up, step up. Will Greer did not do that. He went further back, and then basically he ran into the – he ran into a – you get what I'm saying? So, Will Greer, uh, his stock is down. His stock is down. Uh, right now, I'm not feeling too confident in him taking over for Cooper Rush. Uh, he still has two games to prove something else. Um, like I said, he was able... It's not that he was completely terrible, but at the same time, he just wasn't... He did not perform how I expected him to. Um, there was also, like, decision-making. For example, uh, he tried to force a ball to Jalen Brooks when he had... Um, Jalen Tolbert wide open in the play you will see the commentators were even commenting on it they were like that play was designed to get Jalen Tolbert open so that technically that should have been his first read but instead he forced the ball to Jalen Brooks it was an incompletion we had to punt the ball 
So all around his decision making, his accuracy uh, just wasn't good. Just wasn't good. I think Cooper Rush played slightly better than him for the fact that Cooper Rush has more game uh, starting experience. He can deal with pressure a little bit better. It, uh, Will Greer to me just looked frazzled. That's the best way I can do it, describe it. Uh, hopefully next week um, we see, or well, not next week. This upcoming week because we got another game. Ooh, when is our game? I should have had that for you guys. That's my fault. Um, I think our our next game is probably going to be on Saturday or Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Veep, if you have a, if you could possibly look that up for me, that'd be great. But uh, I don't know if you could do it while we're on the show. But if you could, that'd be great. But anyway, um, so overall, right now, Cooper Rush is still in the lead for sure as far as quarterback too. Uh, but as I said, we got two more games for Will Greer to show up. Uh, so hopefully he's able to settle in these next two games. But uh, let's go ahead and move. Uh, Nisi, it's Saturday. Thank you, Nisi. I appreciate that. Uh, so hopefully, like I said, he does better. But it wasn't. All right, moving on to the running back. So Malik Davis, stock is down. Stock is down. He had mental errors in the blocking protection. Um, he had mental errors in, in route timing with the quarterback. Uh, <laughs> he got Cooper Rush's head blown off for missing a blocking assignment. At first, I had to rewatch it because I thought it was on Josh Ball and Matt Walesko, but no, it was actually on Malik Davis. On top of that, uh, Malik Davis, like I said, some of the routes, uh, if y'all see in that first half, he sabotaged Cooper Rush almost uh, getting, uh, uh, which was al allowed the defensive back to make a play on the ball and almost got a pick six. So he just looked uh, like a fish out of water out there, just to be honest. Um, and I think because he just wasn't playing good, he kind of got in his head um, and just he never there were some things that he did well a few catches out of the backfield wasn't bad you know and stuff like that and i really love i really enjoy the way he runs you know but there's just so much more to being a running back than running <laughs> uh this was a huge reason why many people were standing on the table for zeke who is now if you guys haven't heard ezekiel elliott will not be coming back to the dallas cowboys because he is now a new england patriot so that ship is sailed, so we can stop screaming. Bring Zeke back. He's not coming back, guys. His time in Dallas is officially over. <sighs> Very sad about that, but it is what it is. We got to move on, right? The show must go on. Um, another thing that I didn't talk to you guys. Well, I'll talk about it when I get to the, the, the next slide. But anyway, Malik Davis' stock is down. Rico Dowdle. I put his stock is even. Right? Rico Dowdle looks Rico Dowdle-ish, um, which he's a very hard runner. Um, he actually runs with power or what they call, he runs with juice. Have reliable hands out of the backfield. Um, I think he actually did fairly well on, on uh, pass protection, picking up blitzes and things like that. But I say he was even because Poor ball protection. Right now, he only had one fumble, but guess what? One fumble can cost you a game. Um, and the thing that 
One thing that people don't mention enough about our running back tandem last season with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott is that there were zero fumbles. Okay, so and what what sucked with Rico's fumble is that he was running hard and he was about to score. He's actually about to get a touchdown, um, but instead the uh, defensive back knocked that ball out right before he got to the goal line and it was a turnover um and i think they didn't score on that drop or anything like that but that doesn't matter because what it took points off the board if we had a score there we would have won the game now remember i told you winning doesn't matter but you still would like to win right because the team who wins is a team who's just able to put it get in the preseason the team who's able to just put put it together a little bit better and less mental errors okay so uh but then moving on so rico Dado's stock is even moving on to my guy deuce Vaughn. if you have been following stargazer sports you know that deuce Vaughn. excuse me guys that deuce Vaughn was my pet cat coming um out of this year's draft that i was over the moon about us getting him as a six-round pick. Uh, he was definitely a steal. He was definitely the steal of the draft. Um, and I have here in my notes, he looked like K-State Deuce. And if you knew K-State Deuce, you would know K-State Deuce looked better than B. John Robinson had, uh, I think, more yards uh, yards from scrimmage than B. John. Uh, to me, uh, more than Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I don't know if he had more touchdowns than them, but I think he ultimately had more production than Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson, who were the top two running backs, according to everybody else, out of this draft. But Star had Deuce the number one running back in this year's draft. I sure did at 5-5. I sure did. Because when I watched uh, Deuce's film, he was just electric. Um just such a dynamic runner and I he was a bell cow for Kansas State me a bell cow meaning that he was the primary back they were sprinkling backs every now and again just to give him a rest but Deuce was the blocker the pass catcher the runner right um and all of what Deuce was in college and that made him electric we saw in this game we saw the elusiveness we saw the patience we saw him break tackles. We saw him catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, literally, he did the, if you guys watched, um, I believe that was his game versus TCU. Uh, because K-State ended up be beating TCU. I think that was for the championship game. Not the the ultimate the ultimate championship game, but just for like the conference, I believe. And um, he looked the, the exact same. It was almost like deja vu uh, where he did a Texas route and literally jumped like 20 feet in the air <laughs> and caught that ball. He's just such a fun guy to watch. And I'm really pulling. I'm really, 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 really pulling for Deuce to become running back too, especially now since we know that Zeke is not coming back. Um, I'm really pulling for Deuce to be running back too. I think he can do. This kid has played against top competition. Against again, he went to Kansas State, right? So he played against top competition. He played against 
Alabama. He played against LSU. He, he's played, he played against, he went, went against Texas. He's played against top competition and produced against top, top competition as a bell cow back. He's not going to be a bell cow back in Dallas. Who said that? Nisi, yes, that catch was, it was just everything. Um, he's not going to be a bell cow back in Dallas simply because, I mean, we have Tony Pollard, right, who will be our running back one. But the kid was just phenomenal, as I expected him to be. And I expect him to continue to grow. But just for him to show up like that in his first NFL game ever, I mean, we should really be excited for him. So his stock is definitely, definitely up. Um, Y'all will see here, I left out Hunter Lupke um, because... He had like a couple of runs here and there, but I mean, he wasn't really dynamic. He didn't really, and I didn't really see him do anything crazy in the, in the what's it called, the pass or run block protection or anything like that. So I kind of left him off. But Malik Davis is down. The Dowdle's stock is even, but Deuce Vaughn's stock is up. And we are definitely, definitely pulling for him to take it, take that running back two spot. All right, we could get to go to our next position. Veep, do you want to take a break here and do the uh, music artist of the week, or should we just keep rolling? We can do it now if you like. Okay, I think we did start a little bit behind. So let me just do this. La the I think the next is the tight ends, and then we can do the the uh, the, the last artist of the week. Sure yeah. thing. Okay, next I actually have up the, the wide receivers. I thought it was the tight ends, but wide receivers stop. Jalen freaking Tolbert. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert all but proved, he all but proved yesterday that the issue was never him. It was Kellen freaking Moore. Man, did Jalen Tolbert show up yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, but on Saturday on all fronts on blocking uh actually that that uh almost touchdown drive by rico daddle when he when he fumbled it jalen tober was blocking his ass off okay um so just incredible there was a pass where Cooper Rush literally threw it in a triple coverage. Jalen Tolbert, the ball was tipped up. Jalen Tolbert caught it for a first down. Jalen Tolbert scored a touchdown. Jalen Tolbert did a Des Bryant, Michael Gallup-esque catch, even though they did not count it as a, no, it was a catch, but there was a penalty, so it got pulled back. But man, oh man, did he show up. He showed up crazy yesterday. And so I'm I'm just super excited for this kid because we knew when he came um, out of college uh, from South Alabama, right? We knew that he was dynamic and that's why it was so disappointing when we, when he couldn't get on the field. And you know, the running joke, he was lined up on the wrong side of the field, the, the limited snaps that he did get. So man, I'm super excited for this kid because I really think all that hard work being attached to Brandon Cooks this entire offseason is paying off tremendously for him. And I think that he's just going to continue to get better and better and better and better. So shout out to Jalen Tober for that, that, that great performance that he did. I don't really think he could have played any better or any harder. I feel like he all but showed that, you know, he should be wide receiver four. Hopefully he continues to build off of that. 
Now, Cavante Turpin. I say Cavante Turpin's stock is down. Because the limited opportunities that he did get, or he was on the field first. He was on the field quite a bit, right? But the times that he was targeted, he did not really show up. Now, I will say uh, there was a big catch that he ended up getting, I think, on the touchdown drive from, from Jalen Tolbert. Um, so props to, to Cavante for that. But there were balls that he missed that he should have catched. Um, and I just think that I just wanted to see more, uh, see him be more dynamic. And we really didn't get that in this game. Um, and then he also fumbled the ball, which caused the Jags to score a touchdown. So um, his stock is down right now. I don't, I don't even see him as a competitor for wide receiver four to be, to be quite honest. Maybe wide receiver five. Um, and again, he can still build off of it. But guys, this is this is my evaluation from game one. So Tober can. He can get, I mean, not Tober, but Turpin, he can get better, right? And he can show that he can be dynamic in his offense. And I think maybe Mike and them, but again, Mike and them are, are really watering down the offense, right? Because I'm like, I would like to see him out of the backfield, do a jet sweep, something like that, try to get him more in space um, to see him really impact the game. Uh, but as I said, I think he could have done a lot better. So, I, you know, I was expecting him from what we had saw in training camp. I expected him to kind of like show up and show out, and he did not do that. So his stock is down. Simi Fehoko, stock is up. Now, I granted Simi played with the third team, so he did not get any run or any burn against the ones. Um, but he showed up versus the twos and the threes. Point blank, period. Uh, he was um, one of Will Greer, uh, apart from uh, Dennis Houston. He was they, uh, Dennis Houston and then and, uh, Simi Fajoko during that second half were his favorite targets. Simi caught, I don't think Simi dropped the ball. I don't think he dropped the ball. He was also blocking. I also saw him run hard and sell routes even when he wasn't targeted. So I definitely think his stock is up. I cannot say, I still, so he's definitely still in the running for wide receiver four, but he's, we need to see him against better competition. Because Jalen Tolbert showed up against the ones, right? Um, the ones and the twos from the Jaguars defense. So we need to see Simi go against better competition for him to be able to uh, get neck and neck with Tolbert. But his stock is up for sure. Uh, Jalen Brooks, his stock is even. Um, he was pretty reliable, uh, which but he wasn't as dynamic as if we saw him in camp. But I think you also have to attribute that to he wasn't targeted too much. Um, but it's like, you know, he caught a ball, then he couldn't. You know, some of some of them are overthrows because, as I said, Will Greer did not play well. Uh, but I'd like to see more uh, him be a little bit more dynamic because he was, his, he was killing it at camp. I didn't see that from him in this game but that doesn't mean that he can't get better so that's why i said his stock is even because i mean he definitely did not he, he he met my expectations i really didn't expect him to come out and fall out so i think he did okay uh dennis houston i would say his stock is up there was a drive on the third quarter i believe it was in the third 
or maybe it was the top of the four where <laughs> Will Greer was just going Dennis Houston, Dennis Houston, Dennis Houston back to back, and he was catching every single one of those balls. So Dennis Houston was extremely reliable, um, and I think that goes a long way. When you when your number is called, are you showing up? And Dennis Houston showed up, and also he was getting open on his routes. That's why Will Greer was able to continuously go to him back to back to back to back to back. So, uh, Jalen Tolbert stocked up. Kevante Turpin stocked down. Simi Fihoko stocked up, in my opinion. Jalen Brooks, even. Dennis Houston stocked up. Um, and so, people like Dennis Houston, uh, Kevante Turpin, Jalen Brooks, they're competing to me for wide receiver five. But Simi Fihoko, Tolbert competed. They are still in the running for that wide receiver four spot. But Tolbert does have a slight edge on him because of what he was able to do against better competition, in my opinion. And I'll take a break right here to let us get into uh, the Blast Artist of the Week, and then we'll continue uh, on. Yes, indeed. The Blast Artist of the Week is sponsored by the Lee Law Firm. If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and need some legal assistance, you can look up the Lee Law Firm on Facebook, but there also will be an ad at the end of the video. Tonight's Blast Artist of the Week is my man Yamasani, Texas Zone, and this is called Gratitude. Love you. Superstar, don't let them fool you now. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're from? You are a superstar, don't let them fool you now. Pay homage to the one that never make promise that he can't keep. Praise to you, hands raised to you. I would never lie, no allow for safety. Spit aquatic and my logic is a problem for them demons following you can't see. Gentlemen, a product of a great G. Cause I did my goddess like I'm Shang-Chi. Put a ring, she ain't gotta thank me. Skin brown, so they try to hate me. Minutes to society, sire, wait T. Cause I got a higher vibe and break key. In the desert with my lions, all you do is lock us up. I provide the gate key. Strong mind, calm in a long line. Willpower at the height of eight three. Down two when it come down to a clutch verse. I provide a late three. Hammer MCs, you can't touch this. Like a far out away tree. Real ones I wanna link up and build with you. More than Kyrie calling KD. Learn from Elijah, Malcolm X, Louis Farrakhan, and Muhammad Ali. I remember growing up watching Mammy clean kitchen in a Tom and Jerry scene. Move on the low, make you marvel at my shape shifting like an honorary tree. Three kings that are raised inside the kingdom. Guess it kinda made me. Praise to the most high, God is great. My response when you compliment me. She the one that gave it to you, better give it up. He the one that gave it to you, better give it up. Show appreciation for you, better live it up. Better give it up, gotta live it up. She the one that gave it to you, better give it up. He the one that gave it to you, better give it up. Show appreciation for you, better live it up. Better give it up, gotta live it up. Do you know who you are, do you know where you're from? You are a superstar, don't let them fool you now. Do you know who you are, do you know where you're from? You are a superstar, don't let just trying to spread the good word, cause I heard it through the grapevine. Did you know you come from great minds? Did you know your DNA is nine? 
Did you know that there's a plan to keep your race locked up like Akon? Did you know your people battled on the stage different than the one from Kayshawn? We was in the field, weapons in the shield, never hesitant or reffing, it was real. Gave to each other, never had to put it in a fine print section of a wheel. Bathed with each other, close up, soap suds up to the chest, it was a thrill. Stayed with each other, kept you stepping in protection, dumped with aggression, and we peeled. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're from? You are a superstar, don't let them fool you now. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're from? You are a superstar, don't let them fool you now. She the one that gave it to you, better give it up. He the one that gave it to you, better give it up. Show appreciation for you, better live it up. Better give it up, gotta live it up. She the one that gave it to you, better give it up. He the one that gave it to you, better give it up. Show appreciation for you, better live it up. Better give it up, gotta live it up. She the one that gave it to you, better give it up. Better give it up. Show appreciation for you, better live it up. The Lee Law Firm. The Lee Law Firm. It is a law firm for those in the Dallas-Fort Worth area seeking a holistic approach to solving their legal matters. Just some of the legal services the firm provides is divorces, custody suits, child support, and adoptive child services, criminal defense, DUI defense, wills, trust, power of attorneys, and many, many more. You can contact the Lee Law Firm. The Lee Law Firm. And make sure that you say the word blast when you speak to the Lee Law Firm representatives and receive 10% discount on your initial retainer to hire the firm. It's indeed, and that is our boy Yamasani, who is in Texas, and that was called Gratitude. And if you are an independent artist, or even a spoken word poet, or even an up-and-coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. But Blast is also needing fans like you that love music. So definitely go to BlastMusic247.com and you can register as a fan and have access to hundreds of great independent music. So again, that's BlastMusic247.com. Changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, Star Effect. Thank you, Beef, and uh, shout out to, I think you said Yamasani. I really like that song. So you guys check him out, uh, Texas Native. But yeah, let's go ahead and continue, I think. And honestly, Beef, if you could help us uh, before we get into the tight ends, if we could just show the clips uh, that I sent you of Deuce Vaughn and also uh, Jalen Tolbert, uh, just to give our viewers here uh just remind them of what a little bit of what these guys were able to do on uh, Saturday. So you guys don't think I'm just hyping them up, <laughs> uh, but they, you know, they deserve to be hyped up because of the work that they did. Um, if you have those clips. Deuce Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. Get just play. Right uh, just to the second. We don't have the backfield again. First and 10. Back to Deuce, puts a foot in the ground, goes left, and he picks up a back. Puts his foot in the ground, personal line of scrimmage, puts your feet in the ground and change directions. And a little spin. Bent to the left, Deuce Vaughn, past the 50-yard line, the crowd getting in. Fresh set of downs for Dallas, back to Deuce Vaughn. Vaughn ripped down from behind, a dangerous tackle. Up to the line, two tight ends to the right-hand side. Greer, 
Scanning. Back to Vaughn underneath, and he's pushed out after a gain of about eight was called. Third down. Back to Deuce. Almost got out of the shoestring tackle, but a nice job. Just under four to play. Deuce Vaughn taken down behind the situations on second and short. Here goes Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn up to the second level. Breaks a couple tackles, and he's down to the 20. For 103 and a touchdown. Here goes Deuce Vaughn on the first play of the fourth. Picks up two yards. Greer running out of time, and he finds Vaughn underneath the Jacksonville defense, but just in time. The ball. First and goal is the Deuce chance. Brain down here from Cowboys Nation. Deuce again. Deuce in the end zone. That's phenomenal stuff from Deuce, guys. Um, just phenomenal. So I really wanted y'all to see that. Um, I forgot to, I should have played that right after, or have y'all saw that right after I talked about him, but Anyway, y'all saw it now, and y'all saw what he was able to do. And again, that was just game one. So we can only imagine what he's going to do for game two, preseason game two and three, and then when we actually get into the season. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and get into as well next the tight ends. So Jake Ferguson, stock is up. Now, Jake, I think he just played – I think he played the whole first half, or he may have left early in the second. But, boy, did he have a – he was the one who got – was able to get us in some sort of rhythm in that first half. Um, he had a big, big uh, catch up the seams. Uh, it was a cover two, and he just went straight to the seams, and Cooper Rush hit him right on the money, and he made a big grab. Um, and y'all know – this is why we were not on the panic train. Well, Star wasn't on the panic train when we let it, let uh, Dalton Schultz go. Because although Dalton Schultz was a reliable guy, he was a guy that was more so had those high numbers because of the system in, in which he was in compared to him being this dynamic tight end. Um, the, the the catch that, that Jake Ferguson made, he made a... There was two or three instances last season in his limited staff that he made those type of go up and get them type of catches and that's just what you want to see from your tight end one a big body guy who can go up and who is a mismatch for defensive backs right because of their size um and so he was phenomenal so i definitely will say his stock is up for sure peyton hendershot i'm saying his stock is down now granted in his defense his number wasn't called much if at all, uh, but I would attribute that to either him not being open or maybe the play does maybe the play just wasn't designed for him. As I said, we have I haven't had a chance to review the actual all twenty two to really dissect, you know, why wasn't he really getting the ball? But when I was watching him in pass and run blocking, it wasn't good. And he honestly was not good at that last season. So, because that's just really not his strong suit at all. <laughs> um, so, I I do not think that his spot is solidified as tight end two. And then when we come in and see, uh, hear about, you know, him having the dropsies in training camp, it, I don't think it's looking great for him. 
John Stevens. Now, a lot of people were going off about John Stevens. I would say his stock was about even. You could say that it's slightly up, but I mean, he didn't, from what I saw, like, unless he, yeah, from what I saw, he had like a, he was targeting, he had a good uh, run after catch, um, gave, giving us a first down, but I really didn't see him just like really turning up or anything like that. Uh, if you guys did in the comments, y'all can let me know. I'm um, in the blocking. I think, you know, he did a, a decent job, but again, it was nothing to me phenomenal. So I'm going to just say his stock is even. And then Luke Shoemaker, our second round pick. Uh, we're just glad for one that he was even on the field because y'all know he missed like the first two weeks of training camp uh, because he is suffering from plantar. He had a slight tear, I think. And yeah, he's suffering from plantar fasciitis. So, uh, but he was actually able to play on Saturday against like the, the threes, I think, and the fours because he didn't come into the second half. But I say that his sock was even uh, because he was reliable. Um, he caught some balls, and I also saw him being the blocker that we brought him here for. So he didn't exceed expectations, but he did about what I expected him to do. So that's why I said his stock is even um so right now i feel like the tight end two battle is really up in the air uh i left off sean McEwen because i don't think it's i don't see sean McEwen. we more so use sean McEwen as a fullback to be honest guys so i don't really see him being and he's been here for a while uh i don't see him being tight end two, but this John Stevens kid and Luke Shoemaker and, and Peyton Hendershot may be in the running for it. Um, like I said, we got to see more. I would like to see Peyton Hendershot show up more next game as well. Uh, all three of those guys, Peyton Hendershot, John Stevens, Luke Shoemaker. Um, I would like to see more from them. So maybe we could sit possibly uh, Fergie. Uh, sit Jake Ferguson next game and just allow these young tight ends to really battle it out. There's also a guy that I didn't hear his name at all. I'm like, did he even play a Princeton fan? Um, I didn't see much from him at all either. So uh, we could see more of these tight ends. I don't think we need to put Jake Ferguson out there because at this point we know who he is and it's, it's, it's tight end one. Um, that's why I say it the most tight end one for sure. Uh, so I would like to see the rest of these these other three guys in the next game more uh, to really get a better evaluation on them. And then also, you know, once I review the All-22, I'll get a better idea of all of them. But right now, they all did okay, but I didn't see anything dynamic. Okay, we can get into the next uh, slide here, B. Now, offensive line, which you guys helped me. So, offensive line. The offensive line was not, the offensive line play as a whole, guys, wasn't good. It was not good, and this is what I'm attributing to. It was too many new people on the field. The big thing about offensive line is they have to have continuity. They have to have chemistry. That line was basically, let's throw out all our backups, <laughs> our backups and our rookies and our undrafted free agents out there and see what they can do. And it was just a mess because with offensive line play, like you need, like I said, the chemistry. You need the, uh, 
what's the other word I'm looking for? Camaraderie. You you guys have to be on the same page in order to uh, exchange your assignments and do all that. And they were just look. To be honest, everybody to me looked confused. Uh, Macalesto, I said his stock was even. He settled toward the end of the second quarter, but strength is an issue for him. In running pass, sustaining blocks is an issue for him. Uh, Josh Ball, strength is an issue, especially in pass protection. Um, he's not, it's not really an issue in the running game per se, because I, I've seen Josh Ball, even last preseason, I see him drive his guys a lot out of the way. But when it comes to pass protection, uh, he struggles. He, he's still struggling. I think I have to look deeper and I'm going to, you know, review the O-line gurus, you know, Vach Lombardi, the OC, and see how, what their evaluations were. Because these are offensive line, like like I said, gurus, right? Uh, who are in the, the, you know, the Dallas Cowboys content creator uh, nation. But the 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 feet to me for both of them did not look great in the strength and honestly i don't know what we can do about strength at this point the season is here i don't really think they can make any more weight gain um so i guess they're just gonna have to get that technique down as best as they can but uh brock hoffman which was a center he didn't even he didn't have like any bad snaps or anything like that to me he won reps he lost reps that's why i said even i didn't see him do incredible but i also didn't see him do terrible now uh so i say madalesco and josh ball is even uh stock wise because it's like uh, they weren't god awful but they just weren't great and that's what i expected them to be just eh you right <laughs> so uh now, talking about Mark, Matt Farniak, his stock is down. His stock is down. And that is crazy because he has he had the most experience on that line, guys. And he looked the most inexperienced. I mean, he was on the ground a lot. He was getting blown off the ball continuously. He looked terrible. So his stock is down. And I really think it's because he's not a left guard. He's suffering from the same issue that we've had the previous years. We keep putting guys at left guard who are not left side players, uh, i.e. Connor Williams. He was terrible. Well, not terrible here, but he was just average here. He goes to Miami and becomes a center, which was his. He's a center slash tackle coming out of college. And guess what? Playing great. Then we had Connor McGovern playing out of position. He's a center slash right guard. But we had him playing left guard the whole time. So once again, like this left guard position, and it sucks too because we couldn't see Chumundoga because he's freaking hurt. So we just need to thank God that we have Tyler Smith. But again, we still got to get this back, this backup figured out because Matt Farnion is just not it. He wasn't it last season at left guard. He's still not it this season. He's not. Um, so we really need to figure that out. I don't know if maybe we can push Awesome in there. Awesome, I said his stock, Awesome Richards, which was our fifth round pick. I said his stock was about even because um, I saw some good things from him, but I also saw some bad things from him. Uh, but I didn't expect him to be great. He was a fifth round pick, guys. And to me, he looked like he looked out of college. Uh, he's got some things to work on as far as feet, as far as leverage, right? Um, he's got some things to work on, but I mean, he wasn't just getting destroyed out there. 
Now, moving on to TJ Bass. And I'm going to tell y'all this. The third team offensive line looked better than the second. Now, I do think that that has a lot to do with they're obviously going against the third and fourth team, right? Or the third, I don't know if they're at the fourth team, but they're obviously going against the backups backups. So I think that's why they were able to look better. And obviously the second team was going against the Jacksonville Jaguars first team, which was, <laughs> oh my God, a nightmare. But um, TJ Bass, who is the backup backup right guard, he actually played pretty well. Um, I didn't see him get beat too much. Um, had a good, strong base, uh, good hand placement. I really like what I was seeing from him, quite honestly. And those runs that we watched with Deuce Vaughn, um, Deuce was pretty much going to the right side. Um, and that's, excuse me, guys, Deuce was going to the right side. And um, that's obviously where T, he was running behind TJ Bass and also Alex Taylor Priolu which I didn't even know who this kid was. But, I mean, when I saw him out there, I think he actually did a fairly decent job. That's why I said stock is up, because I didn't even know if this kid existed on our roster. I was like, who is that? But, I mean, he actually did a good job of leverage, not getting beat too much. I mean, he's a backup backup, so I would expect him to go out there and just look terrible, and he did not. So that's why I'm saying those two stocks are up, because they pretty much exceeded my expectations. They look better. TJ Bass and Alex Taylor Priolu looked better to me uh, by each other than Josh Ball and Matt Lewis. Again, I know they were playing against lesser competition, so... You know, I would like to see Solari let them play against better competition next game just because of what they were able to show against the threes. Um, and I say, am I is star in panic mode about the O-line depth? I am not in panic mode. I think, again, as I said, a lot of the issues was because there were no vet true veterans out there. I do think Josh Ball would play better if he has... Terrence still next I do think Matt Walesco would play better if he's got Zach Martin next to him, which shout out to the Dallas Cowboys and Zach Martin for reaching an agreement. So everybody can stop panicking. Zach Martin has been assigned for this year and next year. He's got fully guaranteed money. He is going to be in Oxnard tomorrow. So let's clap for that. <laughs> Uh, but really, the offensive line play was poor because there were no true veterans out there. So the players just did not know what they were doing. But uh, hopefully, you know, and we have to know it's never going to be all backups playing uh, in season. So y'all need to look at that as like a silver lining. Like, it's never going to be all of these guys out there playing. They're always going to have some type of veteran next to them. So that is a silver lining to see how they played on Saturday. But yeah, they did not look good as a whole. But that's okay. I think, you know, they'll continue to build. Like I said, there'll be veterans next to them if they end up do having to play in the season. So I do think that, um, and obviously they're going to continue to develop. As you get more reps, you're just going to get better. So uh, I'm not I'm not in panic mode, and I don't think you guys should be. Um, I think it's going to be okay. Um, but let's move on to the next slide. Now, defensive line. Woo! So now we get to the, the favorite part, and I'm going to try to wrap this up. Guys, I think i got 30 more minutes because I started the show. <laughs> but uh, defensive line, Dante Fowler, stock up. 
which I expected, you know, I, I expected Dante Fowler. This is a former first round pick, guys, a former pro bowler. We know, and based on the limited snaps that he got last year, I mean, the guy's got the juice. Um, he is a, what you call a pass rushing specialist. So Dante Fowler, great. They were really keeping contained. Him and Sam Williams, they were keeping contained. And that helped so much in limiting outside runs and things like that. Um, they showed incredible. That's what I. That's the word that I have for our, how our entire defense played. Our entire uh, and second team defense. They had so much discipline, and the fact that they pretty much wouldn't have even given up a touchdown against the Jaguar wire starters had Cavante Turpin not fumbled. Um, that's phenomenal. Our essentially our third, our second team would be first team on other teams. So they looked great. Dante Fowler, stock up. Sam Williams, stock up. Mozzie Smith, stock up. There have been talks, some Eagles fans and some Cowboys fans or, you know, saying that Mozzie, you know, his get off may have looked a little slow. You know, he didn't get a sack or whatever the hell. But Mozzie, and y'all excuse me because my dog's not saying about but Mozzie to me looked now I, I told you guys I went back and rewatched the game today. Mozzie looked very good to me. He was virtually unblockable and they were literally triple teaming him. They were triple teaming a rookie. Do y'all realize what that means? <laughs> like Mozzie was so disruptive and he was even on some snaps beating triple teams and getting the tackle. So I think we kind of need to chill on Mozzie. I think he played his debut, and even Coach Dirty, who was the defensive line coach, said he can't even believe that people are even down on Mozzie because he literally did some very good things. And am I saying he did perfect? No. But did y'all expect him to play perfectly? This was his first time playing in an NFL game. The kid looked good out there. He looked strong exactly why we brought him here. Be strong, plug up that middle, don't be on the ground, take up blocks so that the linebackers can run free. And guess who was running free? The linebackers. Um, we're going to get to them on the next slide, but man, were those linebackers flying around. And y'all know why they were flying around? Because the middle was clogged. The defensive ends were handling, uh, I agree with you, Nisi, the defensive ends were keeping the edge contained. Now, with Neville Gallimore, I say stop even. I think he Neville Gallimore has just struggled with consistency. And I think we saw some good things, but, I mean, he was playing with the freaking third team. He wasn't even playing with the, 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 the second team. So we need to see – I need to see him against better competition because at this point, Neville, you should, you should have been out there, number one. But who started? Who started the game? Mozzie Smith and – uh, Osa Digizuwa. So Neville, like, even though you had a pretty decent game, like, we need to see you versus better competition. Because, buddy, you are, this is your fourth year. <laughs> this is your fourth year, I think. Like, we gotta see more, we gotta see more consistency. Quentin Bohanna, stock even. I think he did his job, you know, clogging up that middle. He did about what I expected him to do. 
Uh, he does look like he got slightly stronger because I didn't really see him on the ground or anything at all. So I think he did a pretty good job. And then Ben Benogu, um, I think he is not a rookie. We signed him. He was a free agent. I really like Ben Benogu from what I've seen. What I was able to see from him, it seemed like he was continuously getting pressure. And he's a huge guy. That's why I said he looked Randy Gregory-ish, right? I'm not saying he's Randy Gregory. But I'm saying ish because of his height. Uh, he seemed like just an overwhelming force. I think he got to work more on his technique to be more consistent. But I think just overall, like he really did do a good job. And I wasn't really expecting that from him um, as a free agent journeyman. So I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, let's move into uh, the next slide, uh, Beak. Linebackers. Damon Clark, stop up. Damon Clark was calling the defense. I think this was the test for Dan Quinn to see, can he call my defense? And I, If y'all can't tell from Saturday that he can call your defense, I don't know what to tell you. The, the kid was flying around everywhere. I saw some rando on Twitter saying that he's not a hard hitter and he's basically a black LBE. I think that is completely nonsense. Um, he was laying dudes out. Uh, he was flying around. He was seeing the plays before they happened, which is what you want from your from your Mike linebacker. He, the kid was playing out of his mind, and I expected that from him. Um, I expected him to play that, but he honestly exceeded my expectations. Just how quickly he was able to read and react. And again, a big part of that is because of Mozzie, because of Osa, because that middle was clogged. Um, so they weren't having to take on 300-pound line. Demarion Overshaw, stock up. The kid was flying around like a chicken with his head cut off, and he was hitting people hard. And I think that's the biggest reason why we drafted him in the first place, and he showed up. There was a key play that he did. Was that the first? I think that was the first quarter where he literally stopped the running back in the hole himself. A linebacker. And see, that was one thing I was worried about because coming out of college, Demarion, I was like, uh, I don't really see him shedding blocks too well. Sure, he sheds a block here and there, but for him to stand that kid up in the hole by himself, what a phenomenal job. A phenomenal job. So Demarion overshone, his stock is up for sure. Jabril, his stock is even. He did a good job, but he really didn't make an impact how I wanted him to make an impact. I am sad as well because he was not out there with the second team. Dan Quinn put Damone Clark and Demarion. He put, yeah, he put Damone Clark and Demarion uh, Overshawn in over him. That's not giving me confidence about Jabril. So, guys, I don't really don't know what we're going to do about Jabril. I'm not saying that he's going to be cut, but... His chances of being a starter on this defense is just looking slimmer and slimmer and slimmer, and slimmer especially since how DeMarion showed up. So, but Jabril Cox, he wasn't on a liability or anything out there. There were some plays where he was able to run people out of bounds because you know that's like, you know, he's a, he's a speedster. Um, but I just would like to see a little bit more from him. Maybe Dan Quinn will give him a little bit more burn, you know, versus better competition uh, this upcoming week. Uh, Malik Jefferson, I say his talk is even. Um, he did about what I expected him to do. 
to be honest, he made some good plays. He almost got a, uh, he forced the ball out and almost got the turnover, but it unfortunately hit the ground. Uh, there's some plays that he ran, you know, people out of bounds because of his speed. Uh, but then he also gave up a touchdown because he bit on a QB option. <laughs> uh, and it was his job to keep contained. So, uh, and then now he's injured. So that really messes him up. Um, he left, I think, the fourth quarter early. Um, so, and I don't think he's, seems like it's not terrible, but it's not great. So I think he's going to obviously, he's going to miss this week as well. And that's just not good for him, especially considering how well the other linebackers are playing. Um, Devin Harper, I say stock up. He was flying around. He was flying around. I would like to see him against better competition as well. But he looked really, really good from what I see. He was reading, reacting. He was there. He was laying the hits. Um, so, but like I said, I need to see him against better competition, but his stock was definitely up and he kind of reminded me of what he looked like last preseason before he got hurt with that Achilles injury. So kudos to the linebackers because, and another thing, discipline, I discipline. Y'all remember when we played the Jaguars in the season last season, they, we were getting killed because of the eye discipline, the misdirection. And guess what? Doug Peterson tried to pull that crap on us this year. We said... Not this year. And if our backups are saying not this year, what do y'all think our starters are going to do? The discipline, the eye discipline was, was e, to me, I'm going to say elite from the linebackers. The eye discipline was elite. Um, okay, let's move into, the, I think this is my last slide, with the defensive backs. And then we'll close the show out. I'll give y'all my overall grade, and then we'll close out. So, defensive backs. LaShawn Wright, stock is even. I think uh, he did some good things, but I mean, he really didn't impact the game all that much. That's why I say stock is even, but he didn't do anything for me to be like, his stock is down. I think he did what I, you know, about what we expected him to do. Uh, I think he did come up and make some tackles, which that's something that he was good at even last season. So, Stock is even. Kelvin Bossman Fat Stock is up. I'm very, very proud of KJ because we know he was getting a bad rep in college. In, uh, not college, but he was getting a bad rep. What's up, Mickey? Good to see you. That's my girl, uh, Craven Cowboys. But he was getting a bad rep in training camp. All those highlight videos <laughs> in the 11 on 11 drills and the, the one on one, he was getting the balls caught on him. But he showed up yesterday because he was targeted multiple times and there was not a single ball caught on him. And he was in that wide receiver's hips like white on rice. I am very proud of Kelvin Joseph. If he continues to build off of that, I already said, I think, last week that he's not going to be cut or anything like that just because of his impact on special teams. But, I mean, he was giving me confidence yesterday that if something does happen to Diggs or, or Stephon Gilmore, that we can trust him. And I like that because Kelvin Joseph has just been keeping his head down. Just keep your head down. You don't need to take the social media. You don't need to be extra. He he proved he shut everybody up by his play, and that's what you got to do. When the team and when the fans are down on you, you got to prove it with your play. So, shout out to KJ. I'm super proud of him. Uh, Eric's 
got, I'm saying his stock is down. Uh, there were some times, there were times he lost contain, which y'all know Dan Quinn likes to use his uh, his defensive backs or his safeties to come up and feel. Um, and when he lost contain, he gave up huge gains. You know, that's given the Jaguar offense momentum. He was getting routed up. You know, right up, meaning he he's going one way and the guy's going another way, leaving too much space between him and the wide receiver. He just looked like he was just a little bit didn't know what he was doing out there, which is not like not what you like to see, especially when he was having such as great camp and OTAs. So he's seeming like he may be a camp superstar, but I don't know. I want to put too much on him. We'll see how he does this upcoming week, but I know in the game. It was not clicking for him. I don't know if the game speed was too much, if he was just nervous, but he did not look great. Israel McQuamu's stock even. I think his, Izzy looks like Izzy. Uh, he did have a holding penalty that ended up causing, I think, a touchdown. Uh, well, it didn't cause a touchdown, but it caused them to get the first down when we had stopped them, and then does they scored on that drive. Um, Izzy sometimes has, a, in man coverage, he has a little bit of a problem holding. Um, and so... I need to see him develop and get better with that. Um, and it's always slight. It's not like egregious, but when the refs catch it, they catch it. Um, so I would like to see him get a little bit better in that. Trusting his himself, his hips, and all that stuff with man coverage instead of holding. Because, again, when you do that type of stuff, you give up first downs and it can lead to touchdowns. Marquise Bell, uh, stock is up. He was around the ball a lot. I kept hearing his name. He was everywhere the ball was. He was there, and he had key key pass breakups, including some that could have been uh, one that could have been a touchdown. So I'm really, really, really proud of Marquise Bell. Um, he did give me confidence that uh, I think he was strong safety, if I'm not mistaken, or is he free safety? I'm not sure where he's at. I think he's behind J-Ron. J-Ron's a strong. So, uh, but he did a good job. He was also, you know, Dan Quinn was asking him to do what he asked his strong safeties to do, cover those tight ends and stuff like that. He was doing a pretty good job at that. So, shout out to Marquise Bell uh, for really showing up yesterday as well, um, giving us confidence that, you know, one of those guys go down, he can take the place. Wanye uh, Thomas, stock is up. Stock is up. Uh, that kid was flying around. He was coming up feeling. I know he had that one big catch on him from the tight end, but that was just honestly an amazing catch from the tight end because he was in great position. The ball just really went right past his hand into the hand of the tight end. The tight end came over. So, you know, you can't really, like, put that against him because he was, like I said, he was in great position. Um, he ended up getting the first, an interception against Trevor Lawrence, the first drive of the game. So, I mean, he came, with, he came out with the um, but I really, I, but I, like I said, he was flying around. He was around the ball at all times. I really, really liked what we saw from him. Um, I really, really liked what we uh, were able to see from him for sure. Um, and yeah, I think that concludes my overall, well, my individual player analysis. And now I'm going to get to my overall. Piece. So on the offense overall, uh, I give it a C because yes, we were able to score, we were able to move ball, to move the ball, but mental errors, mental errors from the from running backs, mental errors from the offensive line. I mean, that's majority of the offense. 
<laughs> mental errors from the quarter the quarterbacks. Like I said, Will Greer, Cooper Rush, and I look great. Only people that looked great on that offense was the was the wide receivers. So I'm gonna have to give them a C. Um, so you pass, but bear. Defense A. I'm giving them an A. Because what they were doing against that first team, Jaguars team, and this is a playoff team, right? Y'all remember the Jags made the playoffs. They beat the Chargers in the wild card. Um, and honestly, was coming close. They were going, they were battling the Chiefs. They weren't getting blown out. They were battling the Chiefs. So um, defense and A. I think they did great. There's some individual players that made some mistakes, and I covered that. But overall, I think they did great, and they showed us that they are the truth. <laughs> the defense is the truth. We may be getting back to to the to the legion of, of, of Dan Quinn, legion of Boomish, Doomsday defense. This defense may be. I'm hoping this defense is top three in the league. Honestly, top two. Top two. Um, that's how I'm feeling. Like when your depth is playing like that, uh, is we're gonna be a problem. We're gonna be a problem. Um, and so overall, team grade gets a B. Totally, if you're doing your offense and your defense, it gets a B, right? I think play with a lot of heart. We saw a lot of good things from our young players. There are players that stepped up. There are players that proved what we already thought. There's some players that didn't show up. But I think ultimately what the team what the team was able to produce, we looked we didn't look too bad out there, right? Um I think we gotta get some things going more on the offense, but ultimately we looked uh we didn't look too bad, guys. I'm very, 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 very proud of what we saw and I'm hoping that we can see um I'm excited to see what they're gonna do uh this week as well um, on Saturday. And I forgot, who do we play this? Somebody put in the chat, who do we play on Saturday? Y'all forgive Star, because I didn't even... <laughs> oh, well, I know we play Seattle. So we're going to play Seattle on Saturday. Um, so uh, y'all stay tuned, because I'm going to be talking about... Uh, if y'all follow me on my, my platform, y'all know we have our... Uh, I have my girls talk. Shout out to my my girl Mickey Craven Cowboys in the chat. We have our girls talk ball that we're gonna do on Wednesday at seven. So we're gonna talk a little bit about, uh, you know, a preview of that game uh, on Wednesday. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, that's all your girl star got for tonight. I really appreciate you guys rocking with me tonight in the chat. I love every single one of you guys who support me. Um, special shout out to Kevin Richards because he continuously donates to my channel. And I, Kevin, I want you to know that I see you and I really appreciate you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, guys, please, like I said, like this video, share this video, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stargazer Sports. Subscribe to the Blast Music 247 YouTube channel as well. Um, follow me on social media, on Facebook, Stargazer Sports Media on Instagram, uh, stargazer underscore sports, and on Twitter, the stargazer, but instead of an E, it's a three in gazer, and two R's at the end. And please donate to your girl, Stargazer Sports, via Cash App, which is dollar sign, stargazer sports. And yeah, that's all we have for you tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for rocking with me. Um, y'all have a good night, and y'all stay blessed. 
see you later. Thank you.